scared, but I'm just going to say it this way. She was swallowing poop. I was. Okay, so, so that's I can't find her for that either, right? So it's poop. <laughs> Hey y'all, my name is Brandon and welcome to Guilt-Free Chats. So Guilt-Free Chats is a series that introduces new and inspiring people that we come across in life. These individuals can range from authors, innovative thinkers, artists, entrepreneurs, workerpreneurs, just anyone in life that's embracing the light within them and sharing it with the community. So guys, today is episode one, The Power of Art, and we're featuring Madame Z. So she was born and raised, I'm gonna read this because I definitely don't wanna get this wrong. This is a very inspirational person. Uh, she was born and raised Salitra Lynette Peterson in Memphis, Tennessee in the eighties. She has been an artist all her life. She's a proud mother of two talented boys thriving in the Memphis hometown community. She's a mirrors and small business owner of Madam Z LLC. Although she did attend Memphis College of Art, she had to withdraw in 2000 due to major health complications, which ironically led her into using her artistic gifts to manage and restore her health. Helping to inspire others like her, she was motivated enough to publish her first ebook in 2019, 50 Shades of Z, Overcoming IBD, Obesity, Opioids, and Depression. This is available now on Amazon. Madame Z was born soon after, during the summer of 2020, where she met a well-known local artist, Sir Walter Android, a Mudworks creator. His art is amazing, by the way. He introduced her to the medium of combining drywall mud with acrylics and resin. Mudworks, which is spelled with the N with a Z, was created soon after. They are currently available at www.madamz.com. So that's www.madamnz.com. You can find her on social media at Madame Z for you on Instagram. So that's M A D A M N Z for you. That's Instagram or on Facebook at M A D A M N Z on Facebook. Check her out on YouTube channel House of Madame Z and become a part of the creativity that goes on when she's working alongside local artist Anthony Lee at Martial Arts Studio installing public murals around the Memphis area and many more colorful adventures throughout our local artist community. So guys, let's welcome Madam Z. Hello, Madam Z. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Brandon. Yes, ma'am. Thanks for coming on. So um, like I was telling people, I checked out your book. It's really amazing. It's really inspirational. Um, so from that book, um, you mentioned that the first thing I, that was shocked me was that you know, you mentioned that you had over 23 surgeries. Yes. Can you uh, explain like that whole process? Uh, just like how they worked, the time frame those 23 surgeries were within? Oh, yeah. So um, immediately after I uh, graduated from high school, I was diagnosed with Crohn's. So when I was diagnosed with Crohn's, um, there wasn't a lot of information out about it. And the doctors were really struggling to find out what was wrong with me before the diagnosis. And when they finally diagnosed me, they were like, well, you know, there's limits to options you have. And the one option I didn't want to have was having to get my colon and my intestines cut on a whole lot repeatedly. Mm -hmm. So I ended up trying 
certain therapies that they advised me to use. And it ended up leading to a lot of uh, complications. I had to have my gallbladder removed and I've had to have some of my intestines cut away. And I've had to have multiple porticals, which they're these little intravenous ports that are implanted under the skin to oh. receive medicine in on a monthly or weekly or daily basis if you need it. So um, it, it's just really just been the course of just trying to stay ahead of the Crohn's. The IBD um, has led me to get over. It's, it's actually gotten, it's, I'm close to 30 and that's nothing to be proud of. I'm hoping to stay right there at 29, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I go to 30, but uh, yeah, and if I had known what I know now, yep. I would have had all those surgeries. Yeah, that's sort of how life works, right? We have to go through the lessons of life to where we are today so that way we can share with others. So hopefully, you know, hopefully others will hear your story and they may not have to go through, you know, the trials yeah. and tribulation that the learning that you went through. That's my whole point about um, just connecting with wonderful people like you and writing a book and just my art, just inspiring people with the videos and the time lapse that I do. The art that I, I use for my healing is, is something that's spiritual for me and it allowed me to heal myself without looking towards my doctor for the answer because I kept looking at all these doctors for the answer and they kept giving me prescription after prescription yeah. after prescription. And over 16 years of taking opioids, that's an addiction. It's no true. one thing. The doctor's still writing the prescription, but she's not saying, oh, you're addicted to this, you know. Mm -hmm. She's just Constantly writing that prescription. Well, it's not working. Okay, well, we're gonna go up on the dose. No one's telling me, hey, you know, you need to slow down. Have you ever looked at the fact that your opioids could be causing the dis-ease in your gut? Yep. I never put all of that together. It's crazy. And what's really funny to me is um when I was 18, they started me out with IV methadone. That's something they don't even use in hospitals anymore. Nice. It's so powerful. Wow. So powerful. It's that powerful. So I wanted to, before we, because I know in your book, you mentioned how from all the narcotics that it paralyzed your gut. But I wanted to, uh, before we get too deep into like, for, just for the people who may not know, can you give your definition for someone who's experiencing what Crohn's and IBD is? Yeah. So uh, IBD, irritable bowel syndrome, is a condition of the gut where you have issues with eating food, um, absorbing the nutrients, you get a lot of stomach cramps and pain, diarrhea, bloody diarrhea, you uh, fatigue, weight loss. There's so many symptoms. And to be honest, living in the 901 and in the South the way we do, a lot of us are walking around here with happy, you sure. know. Even if it's not Crohn's disease, you might hear of colitis, you might hear of diverticulitis, you might hear of colon cancer, stomach cancer. There are so many different branches when it comes to IBD. You know, it's just really about your your how how far the disease has progressed. And unfortunately, it is. It is disease in the gut. So that's what 
Crohn's disease is to me, you know, it's the disease in my gut from eating things that don't serve me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and things that aren't good that we buy from the grocery store that that are fake. And even when you go to Whole Foods, um, one of the things with IBD, you you have to be careful what you eat. When they say you are what you eat, you really are what you eat. And some of the pain that goes with what you eat, you never want to experience again. So roughage and all the whole healthy foods, nuts and seeds and berries and all the good stuff hurt. Oh, <laughs> pain excruciating to me. All that good stuff. It, it, really? <laughs> so like you said, all the good stuff was the problem. So what exactly like are you or most people with Crohn's and IBD are able to eat that if you can't do like the dark leafy greens, the nuts, the seeds, the berries, like what what exactly nourishes your gut? What allows your gut, like what can you eat that your gut would take in? You know what? That is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I say that in all seriousness because I'm still on this journey and yep. The things that I eat currently, I I stick, I find something and I stick to it. I love my crock pot. I love being able to put, I can't eat raw veggies and rock and stuff like that, all that roughage cabbage, but I can stew and overcook things to a point to where it becomes mushy enough that it allows my gut to digest it without causing me all that pain. Ah, I see. So it has to sort of be cooked down. The rubbish it, does. Got you. Yeah. It, and everybody is different. I know some people who can eat salads and um, enjoy nuts and smoothies with all the chia seeds and flax seeds in it. But, you know, I have to be very careful and selective with that because that stomach pain is what led to me needing to go see pain management for so long. So mm-hmm. I try to do my best to not be triggered by stress. Stress is one of the leading factors of Crohn's disease. It's not just what you put in your gut. It's also your environment, the people around you. I mean, it's a whole ecosystem that you have to kind of reconfigure for yourself and find a way that you can live and not survive, but thrive, you know, Mm -hmm. and and live in the abundance that we all want to live in you know exactly so basically you're saying that like as they say the gut is one of our brains so with Crohn's and IBD or just anything in life really you have to get that balance for your gut and your brain and get in sync and that will help people move more and more throughout life more better than with their gut issues then correct outside of doing all the eating things and different things of that nature yeah because like you said the brain is the the well actually uh the the gut my bad. The gut is the second brain, but I believe it's the opposite. I think that the gut first brain. And the reason why I say that is that I can't, um, the reason why I say that is when you eat something bad, it, it gives you bad thoughts. You have uh, bad dreams. You have a bad mm-hmm. attitude. You know, all of everything going in the gut, it goes straight to the brain. And that chemical imbalance makes you behave a certain way, makes you feel a certain way. And it affects you and those around you. So, you know, the gut is really our first brain. It is. And when we take care of that better, we can think better and sleep better and move better. 
just be be better overall <laughs> that's true you're exactly right about it I 100 agree with you so following up from that like we see all the amazing artwork behind you and you were telling us how you're this amazing artist and I've seen some of your work as well and it is amazing uh, especially when you and Sir Walt get together it's like Superman and Wonder Woman you know, it's like it's like two superheroes get together and create this amazing artwork. So you guys, we're going to flash pictures for you watching this on like YouTube and stuff. We're going to be putting pictures on the screen throughout the conversation, just showing her art, Sir Walt art, art and just things about what, what we're talking about. So if you're listening to this on a podcast, make sure to also watch it as well, guys. But what motivated you to start like getting to painting? Because I know you were mentioning that you have this hilarious brother was he like the motivation to painting or what just got you started to painting yeah uh what started me to paint was uh being locked up off in that hospital room for so long it's it's real funny that you asked me that because um pete i was thinking about this yesterday you know hit us a couple years ago and people had to be locked down and isolated well, you know, I was in quarantine for almost 20 years, so it really didn't affect me. <laughs> I spent so much time in the hospital room. I spent more time in the hospital than I was at home. I'm talking about close to 20 consecutive years, not a single year. That was never one year off. I was like a permanent resident <laughs> in hospital so i had to find a way to occupy my time you know mm -hmm. i appreciate those nurses they are so wonderful and just being able to paint and them come in and see it and it, it kind of that fed me me seeing the colors me seeing their reaction to the paint and then feeling their energy change from feeling down and feeling up the minute they see the pain, they walk in the room feeling down and then they see that pain. And it's like when they leave, it's smile, positive, just high mm -hmm. frequency. And that inspired me more than anything. Wow. So the inspiration. So so feeling the light that comes off of other people, their energy is what inspired you more to continue in your craft along in art then, correct? Yes, I can say that. Yes, yes. Cool. Yes. cool. So like. I'm not hearing, so there was no, like, formal training. There was no, like, you started painting, like, a long time before this, like, as a kid, because I see that awesome, like, kid. There's a kid in the background, guys, in her background, like, this awesome kid, this humongous fro, and, like, reading a book, which is awesome. So, like, you weren't that little kid where you, you was, like, painting, like, a sketchbook or something, or how did it, like, how long have you been doing it before the hospital time? That's funny. I, um, I, I, yeah, I, paintbrush was not a paintbrush, a pencil. I didn't start painting until the hospital, but okay. was my best friend from day one. When I was sitting at the dinner table, I was drawing my plate <laughs> while I'm eating. I'm looking to draw, and it was like, wow, I can do this. This is amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm always like artists. Cause I'm an artist myself, but just with music. But like when I see people art, like with drawing, I'm always like blown. Like how y'all just like a lot of you guys just say, I just started sketching with a pencil and it looks good. Like when I sketch with a pencil, it's like a stick figure. That's about <laughs> it. Like a man with a stick, maybe some eyes and a smile or something. Like a weird line fro. That's about the much that I can do. <laughs> Well, you're ahead of the game, then, because a lot of people tell you they can't even draw a stick figure. So you need to get yourself 
Okay. <laughs> yes, pat on the back then. So, no, go ahead, go ahead. Speaking of the guy you uh, see behind me, this is uh, my latest uh, publishing, my uh, my current ebook on Amazon. Um, the name is, is it is Art Walking in Memphis, and um, I uh, <laughs> I have to share more of that with you at some time. I'm working on um, getting the hard book out so I can. I'm hoping to be able to put it in stores around town because wow. it's showing a lot of Memphis and just a lot of the art and creativity you see behind me. That's awesome. And definitely uh, once that book comes out in hard form, I've definitely got to get my hands on it. Like I tell you before, I love reading, tactile reading. I love it. Um, and also we can try to talk together in the future about trying to see if we can get this to people around the country to work on shipping it as well. I would love to help you, you know, work on that also because we ship a lot what I do. So we would love to like share that information with you. So people listen to this, if they're not here in the Memphis area, they definitely can get their hands on it you know, wherever they're located at. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yes, ma'am. We definitely got to keep helping each other out. So you said that you taught yourself. How, so you taught yourself how to paint. You've been, you started with the uh, stencils, with the pencils. Then when once you got into the hospitals and you was a resident there, you know, fortunately, but unfortunately there for 20 years, um, you started painting. So when you were in a hospital, you mentioned a lot in your book about like the opioids and how the opioids, uh, narcotics paralyzed your gut. Like, could you go a little bit deeper if you don't mind sharing with people about how you freed yourself from the opioids? I found that very amazing how, because I know a lot of people who go through those type of addictions, because there really are addictions. And, you know, it takes years or decades and they're yo-yoing back and forth. But I think you mentioned, if I'm I think I re recall this correctly. You mentioned that it was like cold turkey or something, right? I, okay, so yeah, it was cold turkey. I did not use the help of any medical profession. I don't advise that to anyone. That was mm. something that I did because I feel like I'm a seasoned professional at this point. <laughs> 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 so uh, what I what I actually did, I actually had I I went to nature. And she produced a wonderful herb that has been around for a very long time. And I was able to tap into that and uh, using cannabis to uh, mm -hmm. in my food and just be able to use it to uh, wing me off of all those opioids and not have to go through that cold sweat or that madness that a lot of people go through when they're in that grip of that opioid addiction. It really makes you want to do a lot of things. However, you the cannabis counteracts that. Wow, I did not it, know that. And there's THC in our body. So once <laughs> I realized that our body, our own echo cannabinoid system actually produces THC, I was like, okay, well, if we have a system that produces THC, I can feed that system and that should supply me enough to where I don't need this opioid right mm -hmm. it worked <laughs> wow wow so basically just like it's amazing because you know like so many people when we go through different things and we turn towards what we know what we're what we're told to turn towards which is like modern day science you know mm -hmm. with the western way of doing it um you find throughout that trials and tribulations of doing that because sometimes they are just that because you're really a test subject 
um, for these doctors and stuff, which is nothing. I mean, that's what you sign up for. That's the way the system works. We're not shaming doctors at all because we right. need them for emergency situations. But um, you learn, it seemed like you became your own doctor with the first form of medicine, which was what the earth provided with us. Because I never know. I didn't know this to just now that we have TAC in our body. I never, I never knew that. And the fact that you actually utilize that, do you think now, like with so much cannabis uh, being legalized in all different states, and you're able to go get it in certain stores around even in the Memphis area, do you think now, or do you know from speaking to different doctors with people with these issues, do they recommend that now? Do you know I, of or? Like a toss up, you know, I believe that you have the uh, left hand saying, well, if everybody knew about it, then they will put the doctors and all this other medicine and pharmaceutical companies out of business. So mm -hmm. no, we don't need that. But on the other hand, I have doctors and medical professionals telling me that they swear by it, you know? So it's one of those toss ups that you have to be like, okay, what am I gonna do? Am I gonna trust this doctor who went, and again, not shaming doctors, I, mm -hmm. I love my doctors. Me too. I still doctors but um are you going to trust this doctor who went to school to study you through one book that he learned in his field or are you going to trust yourself who you know personally and you know you're open book unto yourself and everybody is a different book each individual human is a different book if we could open up that's how doctors should read us they shouldn't read us from these individual these these textbooks that they get that they read and grow up with in college you know because things change our dna is changing we're evolving as humans with all the gmos the pesticides look you know we can go on and on about it we yeah, know what's we going could. on world we do mm -hmm. so we have watch out and we have to weigh the odds and i know cannabis gets a lot of bad rep but i listen for me it has worked it's been a proven winning recipe and i'm not running to the er looking for a quick fix to help the pain that i'm going through because some of the gmos that i brought from the store are bothering my gut mm -hmm. wow that's amazing. You're 100% correct with all that. I mean, like, it brings me to the next topic of what you were saying, you know, because there's one thing we haven't mentioned, guys, that along her journey is as amazing as her art is inspiring. And it's something that I'm going to put it on the screen here for you guys who are watching. When I met her through Sir Walt, it was at an event, and I believe I met it was an event, a food event, actually, where I met her at, and we just all got to, our our energy starting to share with each other, and we got to talking, and everyone's got to speaking, and then she mentioned that you used to weigh how much now? 569 pounds. That's 569 pounds, and you're watching this internationally. I have no idea how many kilos that is, just a lot, <laughs> probably like 800 kilos or something, because they're more than pounds. I have no idea, but it was 569 pounds guys and I used to weigh 300 pounds so anytime I meet someone who had this weight loss transformation I'm like blown and inspired that they kept it off for so long and everything but I've never met anyone who were who was 569 pounds and I couldn't tell wow. when I met her I couldn't easily tell because if you're someone who lost massive weight you know different things to look for it's just we all know but yeah. 
I at first glance, I couldn't tell. Then when she told me, I was like, what? I, like, I have to hear more about this. I'm like, I went and got the book. I started learning. You know, I'm like, I had to hear everything. And so can you share that story of 569 and how much have you lost in your lifetime and the time and everything? Can you share that story? Yeah, so um, the 569 was put on from um, listening to the doctor. <laughs> and, and, and just, you know, just really just working with them. And they're, they're telling me, well, we don't know what to do, but basically give you these steroids. And so with prednisone, for anybody who uh, knows about steroids, mm -hmm. they make you eat. They put weight on you, not just uh, making you eat and sleepwalk and eat and all that. Wake up in the middle of the night and eat because that's what they do. They're steroids. But uh, they also build water and that water turns into tissue mass. And so it's not fat per se that you see. It's, it's all of that uh, tissue that has been built up by that solumedrol or prednisone or whatever steroid that they want to give you. They're really not good uh, for the body or for the gut. They strip away the bio um, um, off in your gut, your flora, the probiotics that they tell you that we need, they'll clean you out. So um, those steroids were responsible for that 569 as far as my weight. And once I got there, it was so hard to get that weight back off. It really was. I I sunk into a depression. Mm -hmm. um, during this course, I ended up uh, having uh, my first child and she passed from SID. So yeah, that sure. really I, thank you. That made me not want to lose any weight or interact with anyone at all, you know. So that that pushed me further in the opioids. So having the opioids on top of her death and all of that, I just kind of sat around in 569 until I started looking at my life and saying, I want more. This is not for me. I, I don't deserve. I'm a great person. What do I have to do? And I started to pray and I just continued to put it out there. And, you know, the answer came to me and that was to get to moving. You got to do something. You got to uh, join the YMCA, get off. And they had this uh, swimming club at the YMCA out in Cordova. Mm -hmm. And go swim and do all these water aerobics classes with all these older ladies. It was so cool. And uh, they, they inspired me just be, you know how it is being yep. around people that inspire you to be better. Mm -hmm. Started branching out, doing more stuff. And I, you know, another tip I'm going to add on the cannabis note, doing that helps to speed up your metabolism. So I'm, uh, you know, incorporating my herbs I'm walking, I'm doing my water aerobics, I'm eating better, I'm not listening to the triggers that tell me to go to Popeye's or Burger King <laughs> McDonald's, you know. Yep. I don't live all that alone. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so I started to focus in on me and the weight just literally started to melt off. So I had a question. Most of us, if you're in the South or we're at this I think it's all around the country, but definitely South. You never ask a lady her age, but I have to ask for this reference. So, because a lot of people, you know, people get in these stigmas 
or these mindsets where they said, oh, I'm 30, I can't lose no way. Or, oh, I'm 40, I can't do nothing. But could you share exactly what age you were at when you were 569? I was okay. So when I was at 569, I was in my late 20s. Late 20s. All right, guys. So that Yes. So that shows you right there. It doesn't matter if you don't have to be 15 and have a massive weight loss. You can do it at any age, basically. And so, like, how long did it take from the 569? And what did you go down to? Like, what was the weight? Uh, well, currently I'm 145. <laughs> wow, okay. That's amazing. So that's like, that's like what, 400, almost 430 pounds? Yes. Wow. Yes, that's a lot of weight. And um, I will say, and it took me about six years to get all of that weight loss because in between this time I'm in and out the hospital, I'm having surgeries and it was so much to navigate throughout there. I'll be honest, I'm so grateful to be where I am. Like this journey, like I know you read the book and you know, we've been talking, but even just listening to my own story, I'm like, wow, I made it through all of that. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not even going deep into the book. I want to let you guys experience the book for yourself once again let me give you the title i'm going to put it down on the screen it's called 50 shades of z overcoming ibd obesity opioids and depression and it's on amazon it's a lovely ebook you can read it on your kindle or your tablet or your computer or your phone you definitely have to check it out i'm giving it another plug because it's that great and it's literally like it dies so like the things that you shared in this book like i was shocked and I don't agree. I don't really get shocked. Honestly, I don't. I'm one of those type of people. I'm sort of just flat when it comes to hearing things and exciting things or just, but for, and this was your first book or was this like? No, it was, it was my first one. And I wrote it during the time where I was uh, homeless and uh, staying on my sister's couch. And um, I just left, um, a marriage of almost 20 years. And so I was picking myself back up. This book was like that catalyst for me to be who I am today, to become Madam Z. Madam Z hadn't been born yet. Mm -hmm. While I was writing that book, I was totally going into myself, trying to figure out like, what do I do? How do I go from being homeless with my two boys who I want to watch grow up and find somewhere where I can build a stable environment for them. I was just coming off of my last surgery, which took me so long to heal from. Mm. I remember that was the worst surgery ever. And I'm so grateful it's over. So that book allowed me to heal myself just as the art has done for me. Wow. Because the deepness that you shared with us for a first time book, it was like you written books like you that's like it was like that's book number five or ten or something because the <laughs> way it was structured the flow it went I mean it can it can easily be like I wouldn't say a lifetime movie unless they just focus on that 20-year marriage but I would say like it can easily be like an inspirational movie or something so if you're someone out there who does that check the book <laughs> out never know could be a tv series on Netflix or something but you have to check out the book she went so deep and I didn't want to ask this question, but I have to because you you talked about it so much, especially at the beginning of the book, one of the treatments that you did. I've never heard of it before in my life. I think you know where I'm going at. I don't know the proper term for it. I'm going to let you share, but I'm just going to say it this way. 
she was swallowing poop. I was. Okay, so, so that's I can't her for that either, right? So it's poop. <laughs> and it's crazy because I still have the bottle. I, I say that I had to. Oh, wow. it, they gave me, the nurse comes in the room, she gives me this clear little bottle of pills. Now, it doesn't look like poop. They're all, oh. it's been clean. What it is, is there's this form of healing your gut by taking other people's good gut bacteria and transplanting it into your gut. Oh, okay. So, but that was, that was a, um, a probiotic transplant, so to speak. So they were trying to get some clean poop that they had taken and cleaned. Mm -hmm. And then after they cleaned it, they put it off in some little gel capsules and put it in the bottle. And it was about 60 pills that I had to swallow within uh, an hour. Yeah, it was crazy. Did you say 60 pills in an hour? Yes, I had to continue. It, it was crazy. I'm like, I got to sit here and swallow all this poop. And the nurse was like, and they actually timed me on it. Like, you got to get this in within this hour. This uh, The first one is going to be all for nothing. I'm like, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> Man. God. So that brings me to the next question that I just have now just popped in my head. So if there's someone out there, like, do you know if there's any way, like, to prevent Crohn's or IBD? Or is it just something where, like, right now in the modern day science and what we all know so far and from the research, is it just something like you had to just suppress by the, your diet and lifestyle? Well, uh, one of the things you have to understand is that Crohn's is hereditary. It is in, it is in your genes, and sometimes it skips. But, uh, you know, it's it's there. It's dormant. And I, unfortunately, it just happened to awaken in me. My mom had eight kids, and I'm the only one with Crohn's, you mm, know. That's it. That you and so yeah. there's no, but I will say this, in order for us to prevent this IBD epidemic, we have to leave these fat food places alone, eating out, yeah. that's no good. You know, we've gotten lazy. We're so structured around instant. We want to be able to come home and just eat right then and there. And I understand, you know, we all work and, you know, circumstances dictate, but 24 hours in the day for everybody. And I think I mentioned that in the book about being 24 hours a day. We all choose to do what we uh, want to do when we get up every morning. So me choosing to lose the weight the way I wanted to, to mm -hmm. kick the opioids, all of that is choice. Yep. Right. So um, there are no preventative measures other than just the choice of living a he healthy life, you know, that, and that's the truth for everything. Yep. You're exactly right. Living a healthy lifestyle literally should be the foundation of everyone's life, because that, like you just said, it doesn't allow all of our hereditary triggers to open. It's less likely that, you know, if there's cancer in your family, if there's type 2 diabetes, whatever it may be in your family or Crohn's or IBD, if we all mm -hmm. understand, and this is for anyone who may be watching this with kids, or if you're someone who's 13 or 14, if you start earlier than what we started at, that's why we're all doing what we're doing. People who've lived the experience, we're all sharing this for the generations below and those that are current age or above who can try to implement in their life. You can implement a healthier lifestyle in your life at a young age or instilling your child life at a young age, their ability to grow 
throughout the rest of their journey in this time we have in this vessel that they're in will be exponentially greater. They may reduce their chances of having their type 2 diabetes, the Crohn's, the overweight, the pimples, everything that comes from eating such a process. And then now they even have a new term now, well, it's new to, to me. It's called ultra processed foods. So oh. it's not long. Yeah, food isn't just processed anymore. It's ultra processed. And oh. the FDA allows it here in America. So, which is crazy. Yeah. So it's, it's like, if you're not in America, you're like in the EU or European Union or somewhere over there like that, you, your government protects you more when it comes to the food and things of that nature, because there's certain ingredients, like we were talking about the fast food and stuff. There are certain things like in certain companies, um, like high fructose corn, certain things of that nature, that is not even allowed to be in the same product in these other countries. And these countries, these companies are American companies. Mm -hmm. You know, so when it comes, like you were saying, like the fast foods and things of that nature, I think you're 100% right. Uh, if you're spending eight hours a day at work, most people are, there are 16 more hours. Right. So if you just say you sleep eight hours, which most people don't, you still have an eight hour window. You do. Focus on your yourself. And, get, and to get away from the television, because it's telling lies to your vision. And yep. while those lies are being told to your vision, you're eating that processed food. So it's all working in tandem and it keeps us in a depressed state. Yep. Which keeps our gut and our bodies, our systems feeling so overwhelmed and overloaded. That's when the stress enters in. So that's that gut brain that we're talking about now. See? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're absolutely right. You're right, because the gut. Like you said, I, I, I'm 100% with you. I believe it's the first brain. I think it's because like, even when you think about like you're pregnant, you're feeding through the gut. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how all the process works, but I just believe, you know, it is the first brain because like what you were saying with the television, I mean, it just instills anxiety, fear. And then when you go to social media, it gives you instant gratification. So you're always getting hit with dopamine. Yes. So, you know, yes. that's why people, their attention spans get shorter and shorter because they're not getting that hit. They're not mm. getting that hit. It's like a drug. It's literally they're not getting that hit of what they need. So they need to run it to these, you know, these McDonald's, these other places like that to get that hit. And these places are just filled with chemicals. They like, are. They're not even food. It's really just chemicals with a lot of sugar. But we literally can go on and on about this yeah, we sure can because this is a deep topic right here it's, it's a, it really is the biggest pandemic we're facing right now forget oh, we're yeah. talking about health you know because in order for you to be protected through a good got to be healthy so it, it <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's interesting because you know like with all that stuff that they're pushing how are you supposed to get you know, protected from it and all that stuff. They're pushing this, they're pushing this one thing, but then at the same time, you know, they're pushing it, but then at the same time, they're not even talking about eating healthy. I mean, there was advertisements saying, get this thing, you know, that little thing you jab in your arm, get the and we'll give you a donut. See, no. <laughs> so it's like if you don't, like once again, if you keep being programmed you don't see what's really going on. Yeah, you, know, you, you, don't, you can't really see that what they're doing is they're not really for your health. 
No, it's not. No, it's not. You know, um, the matrix is everywhere. <laughs> it, it, it's all around us. It's yep. what we <laughs> what we breathe. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. the program is just living and breathing alongside us. And it goes back to the matter of choice again. <laughs> yep. I think that's why we was given free will for times like this. All throughout man history, there's always been times where free will comes into play. And, you know, I think there's no amount of time than today, at least from where we're living in this vessel right now. The only time I know is now. I can't recall the other times. But, I mean, choice is so important. They're really, they're trying to take it away every which way you turn when you look at the laws they're trying to write. That's why, once again, voting actually is sort of important when you vote in the right way. But, and once again, you're informed. But as you said, with choices, that leads me to like the follow up questions. Um, like, what have you been up to lately? Oh, what haven't I been up to lately? <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's a loaded question. Um, before I tell you that, I want to state this. Crohn's is an autoimmune deficiency disorder. Hmm. And it um, when you have an unhealthy gut, your immune system suffers. Yep. So is an immune disorder. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So if you are having issues with your good, don't be surprised if you get. That's all I'm saying. Right. Now, <laughs> <laughs> back to what I've been doing. I've been doing some of everything, and it's been so wonderful. I'm so grateful. I have been um, thankful and uh, grateful enough, and and just blessed enough to have met Sir Walter. And honestly, it's, it's just been an adventure ever since just going uphill. Um, through him, I met um, Anthony Lee, who works out of martial arts um, studio downtown. And he actually does a lot of the murals you see around town. Mm. So uh, we've been working alongside him and we've been painting murals out in Germantown Park. Uh, the trails you can walk, we've got murals out there. We, we're working on a mural on top of FedEx uh, rooftop downtown the old gibson guitar yep. building right across from uh fedex forum uh today actually uh right before you and i got onto this meeting uh i'm in the process of working on a tribute painting for the jimmy lunsford jamboree festival and they're going to uh pay tribute to jimmy lunsford who was a uh musical legend here in the 901 alongside Young Dolph and some other artists. And we also have a tribute to contribute. So I'm excited. We were working on finishing that up. And when I tell you, we cut it close, we cut it close. We just received an award from uh, Cam and Timsey at the Stone Awards. And here he is right here. Come here, babe. I was just about to ask you, did you have <laughs> this art on hand or is it at the facility already? Actually, <laughs> actually, um, it's in the process of curing because we were okay. just putting touches on it. But uh, Sir Walt and I uh, received an award for uh, best collaboration, artistic collaboration uh, this year. And I'm just oh, so yeah. 
like, oh, wow, I was blown away with that. I'm working on this piece behind me. You're talking about both. Uh, my best friend, uh, Switrica, um, is with the Labor Council down on Madison, and they're pushing the right to vote to protect the unions who are working for people. So mm -hmm. uh, I hope everybody does get out there and vote because this, this right to vote amendment that they're trying to pass here in Tennessee is going to change a lot of things. They're wow. trying to that people stay in that low income bracket and we don't want that but sir walt has a piece that we uh <laughs> i remember that we collaborated on and uh we finished and this has actually been hanging downtown at the gallery on north main so yeah that's one of our greatest pieces <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nice so if you guys if you're listening to this podcast right now jump over to youtube to our channel with Guilt-Free Lifestyle. And you would definitely be able to see all the artwork behind Madam Z. And you get to see the uh, special appearances by Sir Walt himself. So you get to catch that out as well. Um, so there he is right there, bam, our guy Sir Walt. So anyway, I wanna let you have the final words and I wanna give it a little shaping around the, what I want your final words to be if you don't mind. I know you're able to easily do this. So I would like for you to give your final words on sharing some of your light to others of what you think has inspired you throughout your journey, continues to inspire you now, and what you feel may help others inspire them. So if you can do that with your final words, that'd be awesome. Okay, what continues to inspire, inspire you and how that I inspiration that comes from you can continue to inspire others? People, people inspire me. My children, my boys motivate me to get up off in the morning. You know, I find inspiration in everything around me, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, uh, since these are my final words, let me shape it like this. My view on life is completely different from a lot of people's because of the traumatic experience that I've gone through physically. So all of that was done mentally and spiritually as well, not just physically. So there was a threesome at the same time. Yep. So uh, my, my thoughts on life are, I'm grateful to be here. So when I wake up in the morning, I'm truly happy to be alive and able to get up. I'm not in pain, I can get up. I can wake my boys and prepare them for school and I can interact with people around me. I can share all this happiness and positivity and I can feel it. I get it. to wake up to this handsome young man. <laughs> I definitely get to wake up to this beautiful <laughs> man. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, just uh, having a loving relationship, someone who I can create with and we can bounce ideas off of and share that like mind, working alongside great individuals, people, people motivate me. I wake up in the morning and I'm motivated by myself and by other people. And if you can't find inspiration within yourself, you gotta look outside yourself at other people and what they're doing and see if they, you can kind of absorb some of their light and try to pull that. If you could just pull one thing from somebody that you admire and say, okay, wow, she was able to lose weight. Mm -hmm. If I could just 
file one way to implement something from her winning recipe and implement it in the mind. Then I can develop a strategy that might not necessarily be her strategy, but my own. You see what I'm saying? And that's what we're here to do. We're here to connect and weave this web of creation together in unity and to help each other evolve because there is no growth unless we help each other. I can't grow. I can't share any light without being able to reflect it and have it bounce back at me. So, you know, it's just one of those things that's internal for me. I have to get up and I have to not only find just motivation and inspiration in my children, but in myself first and foremost, because of what I've gone through, we've all gone through things. So there's some inspiration and hope that we hold within us. And that intuition is guiding us to find it. Follow it. It's there. It's waiting on you. I'm living. (laughs) That's right. You are. I appreciate that. So basically it's, inspiration people and gratitude if i had to sum those up to three words that'd yes. be yes gratitude first and yep. foremost that's the perfect way to sum that up yeah so with that guys i think that's a good way to wrap up so i will once again as always like to thank our guest madam z for coming on the show today guys and i would like to thank you all for checking us out and as always remember Continue to live with your free lifestyle. Peace.